Um, uh, we came together because of the matzav. So according to a normal way of thinking, the way normal people think, the matzav is the matzav in Eretz Yisrael. But I think that's fair too narrow to think the matzav is the matzav in Eretz Yisrael. Because it is a worldwide... Wow. Good. So now I don't know what to what to say anymore. I now okay. <laughs> so the 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 when we are taking the matzev today in today's situation only as a matzev of Eretz Yisrael, I think that is way too narrow. Because the matzav is a worldwide matzav. There is something going on within the Jewish nation. This, this uh, you call that anti-Semitism, it does not matter when you are explaining to yourself that this stems because they are against the Medina and that spills over to Jews. This is all harshpalterei, um, this is all uh, to try to split the hair, you know? No, there is something, there is a taina on the Jewish nation. There is something going on with the Jewish nation. That is a fact. We are uh, there in Eretz Yisrael. We are suffering tremendously from that war which is going against us. And we all know, when, we, when you, we are aware there, that this is not a question of a war which is confined to the south or the north. It's really like those people say. It's a question of a war which goes from, from the whole, the, all of the Yishuv. It's called on all the Jews. They are after me as much as they are after people which are around Aza. And only the Mikre, I am not living around Aza. Grade, Kumtoisazi, yeah? But they are after every Jew, which you could imagine. That's what they are after. And this is in Eretz Yisrael. And over here in America and in Europe, I got the information not from some paranoid Jewish newspaper. Only the Goetia newspaper too, they say there's a wave of anti-Semitism um, raging through the whole, the whole uh, globe. Yeah? So there is something going on with the Jewish nation. So when we want, the way it says, uh, when we want to be mature, first we have to understand what are we dealing with. Yeah? And you don't have to make a quick conclusion because there is some strong emotional impression on us that mo most of the time that happens and then you are making a local or a momentary uh, response to what you feel is so devastating and then that thing fades out and it is not about an emotional response. It is not. Because the thing is much bigger. You have to first take 
the issue as big as it is. So, when you are taking the issue like this, that there is a taina from the Beroilom on the Klalis soil, a taina, I don't know what a taina is, but we'll speak about that, then you do understand that what is going on in Eretz Yisrael, in, with the Hamas, this is only a symptom. It's a symptom. It's not a, it's not a reason. It's not the end reason what's going on there. It's a symptom. Because the real issue is that Hashem is connecting to the world in a way of Midas Hadin, or in a way of demanding something or giving a message to the Jewish nation. That is the way He connects to the world. It's like the whole globe, the connection to the world is like going not the way you would want it to go. That, has, that is the background of this issue. There is a symptom going on. There is a symptom. A symptom is that uh, Hamas is uh, shooting or whatever they do or uh, it is impossible to, to conquer them. It's a, it's a question of impossibility. But that's a symptom. That's not the reason. That is not what the etzim is happening. Now, be careful. The, whenever there is a symptom happening, that there is something which is a bad outcome of this whole situation, a lot of times you do have to deal with a symptom. You do have. That means for sure you have to go and fight. That's for sure. Because when you also go to the, to the hospital, and when you have a hospital, you have people, they are, they are sick, and the sickness created symptoms. 95 till 98 of the percent of the people are dying of the symptoms. They don't die of the machle, you know. That's a very rare thing. Most of the people, they die of the symptoms. Things shut down and things... That's not the machle. The machle was something else. Only there was a symptom which you were not able to overcome. That most of the time happens, you know. Over here too, the same thing. For sure, we have to deal in Erzisroel with a symptom. We have to fight this fight. But when we are sitting here in America and we think that we have to respond to the situation, we are not in charge of that symptom now. That's not our place. Could be we have to support, like you have to support everyone and we have to be compassionate. We have to say Tehillim. That's all, that's all you have to do. But it can't be that this is the whole answer because then you are focusing, that happens to all the people. They are focusing only on there's a terrible war going on and people, uh, they are dying or they are injured or whatever it is. And then you focus to that and then you say we have to say Tehillim for the people in Eretz Yisrael. No, we have to say Tehillim for the whole Jewish nation, for the whole globe. Because that's what the, the matzav is. It's a very severe matzav, according to what everyone says, and we are, don't have to give ourselves the, the illusion that we are able to deal with that or to, to arrange ourselves in a political way. Yeah? Whatever you want, and I'm not into politics, but most probably, and uh, that's the way it sounds from everywhere, 
that a political solution to that whole thing is not in sight, you know. That's not a thing which is next door. It's not. Yeah? So it is, it's, it, we are, it's a wake-up call for the Jewish nation. That's what it is. Yeah? A wake-up call. So when that happens, that Hashem, I want to try to think together. That's what I, I, it said. We have to create a mature approach to what happens. So that was a little um, I, I laughed about that. What do you want from me about a mature approach? I don't know what that means. But I only can try to think together how I, I would approach this issue to think about it. I have no clue what is a mature approach. Only Kisim. I don't have anything in my pockets. But let's think together. So, when you, are, when you have a, such a situation that there is now a very basic taina or problem with the Jewish nation going on in the world, and this message you, give, you get, because the way Hashem connects to the world the way the whole, all of the Hashkoche is going, all of it, not particularly in uh, Otef Aza, only all of the whole globe is going in, under Hashkoche, which is very problematic for the Jewish nation. That means there is something going on that the Berlin wants to make a wake-up call for the whole Jewish nation. Yeah? For the whole Jewish nation. That's what it is. Now, the second thing we have to understand, that is a question of how you approach such a sugya. A lot of people, they approach sugyas like this, and this could be, they approach sugyas like this in a way of scharvoinish. That means, we do something wrong, and because we do something wrong, we get punished. But, this is my take, that is, I want to propose that, that over here, in that case, I think we have to think deeper. Because it's not a question of reward and punishment. It's not a question of that. Because when you have such a basic wake-up call, it's a question of identity. It's not a question of punishment. That means it's not a question that we did something wrong. Because it's very difficult for me to say that from, what would you want, Alaska, there are Jews there, I don't know, about Los Angeles, San Francisco, I think San Francisco, those are the last Jews which are there, Noch dem Falschi Pacific, from San Francisco till uh, Tokyo, or when you went from this side, from there, all of the Jews, suddenly, they made the same mistake. Or all of them made some mistake, very basic, the one, this one, this one, the, the Europe and America and so for sure and South Africa and they all made mistake and they all just in a very interesting coincidental way, they all happened at the same time. So Mela, this is a punishment, they did different things, but it's a punishment which is going on on all the Jews. It's a bit modern to think like this, you know. And that's what normally you do. Normally you do, you think, I have to be mischazek in a certain mitzvah, or in a certain Indian, yeah, as a schus. 
But I think over here that is beyond schus. It's beyond because it's such a global thing. These things, a lot of times, they are beyond schus. Klal Yisrael is not only a question of schus or choivo. Klal Yisrael is a question whether they belong to the Boreolom in the right way. It's not about, it's about like an identity. There is an identity crisis going on. Yeah? Because what is under attack when you take the common denominator from all the sides, there is an attack of the identity of the Jewish people. Yeah? There's not an attack of a certain Indian. The identity of the Jewish people are under attack. That means it's like, you call that anti-Semitism, I, that is a very loaded term, but I, I don't want to use that term now because that is too, too loaded after all these years. So I don't want to say, but it's a question and the identity of the Jewish people is under attack. That means the Boreolum has a, has a problem with our identity. Okay? So that's what I would take as the first step when you want to approach this whole thing in a mature way. Yeah? Then you see, that makes you, that puts you in another way or in another position of work with yourself altogether. Because whenever you have a question of schus or not, then you always think, I do now, I do, I smile to you. Uh, do you really think that will help for all? You can't know, of course, that is such a big thing, but you have to very much convince yourself that your stalker, 10 o'clock by night, will change the way of the Milchome in Otev Aza. For sure that can be. I'm not, I won't, don't want to make anything ridiculous. No, no, that can be. But it is very difficult to motivate you for such a thing, you know. Because you think, okay, I made a schus, but there are, there are tons of people. And then you say there are tons of chilonim, but there are, there are tinuk shenishbo. And there are, no, it is not a question of schalvoinish. It's a question of Jewish identity, which then, this is the point, then anyone which is putting himself as more being Jewish, more having a Jewish identity, whenever you do that, then that is the answer on the call. Because that is the call. It's, it's not a question of schus. It's a question of a calling out. I call out to your Jewish identity. That's what the Boreolom does now. So our answer is not, I, have, I make a good maizah. No, I am more Jewish. And this is the central question. In this case, in this time, how are we able to approach our lives that we should be more Jewish? That's the question. Yeah? That is a central question when the whole world is under attack that we are against Jewish people, Jews. Yeah? So the wake-up call is not a wake-up call of of, uh, of Hasmode, it is very important. You have to understand my language. I am not against any chizuk. You know? I am not against anything like this. I will be, I am very happy that people are mischazek in learning Torah. But in the end, the wake-up call was not about learning Torah. That was not the wake-up call. That could be a schus, but that was not the wake-up call. 
The wake up call was the Jews, as Jews, also, if there is something wrong over there, there is something the Bereulam is not happy with that. Because the Jews, as Jews, are under attack. I think that's a very fair, a very fair assumption. Yeah? Very fair assumption. Then you see the whole, the whole picture changes. Yeah? And that is when you, I have to work, I don't work on anything, but I have to, um, I don't know what to do, but something, I have to do something in Eretz Yisrael. It's very difficult because in Eretz Yisrael to speak about this issue is very difficult because you are actually attacked in a very dangerous and life-threatening way. So then you say, okay, we have to be marbis chuyas in order we should be saved. That's every single day in the Haredi newspaper, which I get. I get it since it's, 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 it came into existence. But uh, I, 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 I get that since the stipler, since the stipler was still alive. So every single day, there's a, there's, that's good. Every single day, there's a wake, there's a call. We have to be mischassig in Teure. We have to be mischassig in Teure. I am not a fool to be against that. I am not a fool. I am not. Yeah, perhaps I'm a fool, but not in this, in this realm, yeah? No, I'm not a fool to do, to say something against. But when you look from here, from America, you have a broader perspective and suddenly you see, no, it's not a question only of survival in a local sense. It's a question of the identity of the Jewish people. That's the question. The question is much more global than what it sounds like in Eretz Yisrael. Huh? And we have to be aware of that. And this is what we are hearing, that wake-up call, that there is something going on with the Jewish identity of us. This is a very deep question. Jewish identity is a very deep question. Because Jewish identity is not confined only to Kiyu Mitzvahs. The way the Jewish identity came into birth was without mitzvahs. You had to have two mitzvahs, I understand. Otherwise it wouldn't work. But the Jewish identity was without that. The Jewish identity was something... Something... Uh, I don't know... Uh, I will now shock you. Not because I, I love to... I, I only want to tell you the truth. You know... You think the Jews which went out of Egypt, those were such holy people. They went out of Egypt, unbelievable, and they were Zoiche to Matantoire. There comes the Ramban in Soft Parshus Boy, Soft Parshus, you can't say Ramban, Soft Parshus Boy, towards Soft Parshus Boy, when it says there that the, the Jews were 430 years in Egypt. So, what 430? There have to be 400 years there. What means 430? So the Ramban on the place says, no, when you are, have a sentence in jail of 10 years and you behave badly, you will not be released after 10 years. They will keep you, you know. So this, yeah, even though the sentence was only on 10 years. But when you behave like a, like a, like a gangster in, the, in, the, in jail, then you will stay there. You will not be released. Yeah? So that, that happened to the Klali soil in Mitzrayim. The, he says, Klalisar, there were Reshoim Gdoilim. 
Einam roi lotzeis. That's what they were. But they had the Jewish identity, yeah? But they were a gang of gangsters, yeah? yeah that's what he says. Roshoim gdoilim. But what? They davent. Wow. So, Weisler's Jewish identity is a little bit different than what you think. Yeah? They were Roshoim gdoilim, but they davent. And they were believing that Hashem will take them out. And that made the Klali soil. So I know that you are very insulted, Nachon Harav. You are very insulted because you think, that is my yichus, you know, I'm a yichus after Reshoim Gdoilim, which they simply daven. That's my yichus, you know. I feel proud of that. That I'm an enikel of such people which were Reshoim Gmurim, but they daven. That's my yichus. Yes, that is your yichus. That's the way you were born as a nation. That's the way you were born. Huh? That's the Ramban. So we wouldn't swallow that down. You see, it goes against the grid. You know? Now you think, no, that can't be. That, you see, now, that means the Jewish identity is much deeper than Kiyu Mitzvahs, because they were Roshoim. The Jewish identity is way beyond Kiyu Mitzvahs, because I wasn't there. And not only there were no Mitzvahs there, they were Roshoim. They were Roshoim in a way that even before Matan Teure, things like this. You have to be pretty, a big Roshe, that before Matan Teure, you are a Roshe, you are not worthwhile to take you out. It's before Matan Teure. After Matan Teure, you eat Chelev. You are a Roshe, Chayev Kores, Gesundheit. But before Matan Teure, there's no Chelev. Then you have to be a Roshe before Matan Teure. That means you are a, a, obviously a Roshe. That is obvious, you know. There were no sophisticated mitzvahs going on, you would be able to transgress. Yeah? But that's our heritage. That's what we are. So the Jewish identity is something else. And when we think now, we think, we never thought, really, what does it mean to be a Jew? What makes you Jewish? We never really thought about that. That is like a given which we take for granted. We say, okay, I am a Jew, that's for sure. But, but when the Bible says there's something wrong with this whole Jewish nation, that means to be a Jew is not so simple. For sure, it is simple because it is your basis. But we have to now to dig deeper and think, what is that basis we are standing on? What is that? How can I make that more Jewish or better? How can I make that basis better? Yeah? So that's the challenge we face when you think like this. And then you do understand, when you are Zoiche uh, or you are successful, that you're, you are making an effort to be more Jewish, then you understand that Hashem will say, yeah, that this is what I want. And when uh, more of Jewish identity is happening in the world... So that is our response to what happens, and that can take away the shoyrish of the machla. Again, we have to deal with the symptoms. Over here in America, to deal with the symptoms, that's one of the most tricky things, in other way than in Eretz Yisrael. You know, it's a very good way to deal with the symptoms in America of anti-Semitism, 
with the way you know that uh, what was, and they made a big deal about Harvard, what happened there, you know, and they, this um, uh, dean of Harvard, whoever that was, you know, had to go. Eh? And now instead of that dean in Harvard, there's some Jew being the dean of Harvard now. It's a very productive way to fight against anti-Semitism, you know. It's the worst thing. It, it came worse. The whole matzah is much worse now. I think you don't have to think even a half a, a, half a yard. You can't say meter over here. You have to say yard. You don't have to think a half a foot, you know, that the thing became worse. Because now they say, do you see the Jews really want to conquer the whole world? They threw out a black lady and they put in a Jew, you know. That's what happened. You know, for sure. <laughs> they are the worst in the world. We, we are, it's a tricky... You are stuck. You see, we are stuck in Eretz Yisrael that we can't get rid of these tunnels. We can't get rid of that Hamas. You are stuck in, uh, in America that you can't get rid of anti-Semitism. It is a, a foolish thing to think. Oh, now, Bo Hashem, the dean of Harvard is a Jew, I think he even puts on Twitter once in a while, you know. So, 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 that's a very big, now we did something. Yeah, yeah, you, you were counterproductive now, you know. Just went the wrong direction. You are stuck the same thing. It doesn't get better over here. No, it doesn't. We are in a worse place with that, for sure. I don't think that I reveal to you America. I can't reveal to you America you live in, you know. But I, can't, I, I don't think I reveal to you anything. It's a simple seichel. We are in a worse place now. For sure. So, you are stuck. We are stuck too. But it's not, now again, it's not, you are stuck over here in this issue. We are in Arizona, we are stuck with another issue. In South Africa, they are stuck with that silly, silly hawk uh, decision which they brought, and in Europe they are stuck in Paris like this, and in, in France, in, in Berlin like that, you know? And they don't know what in Switzerland happens, we do not know, but <laughs> never mind, but it's a small country, you know? So, 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 uh, so, but, but uh, th th this is our problem here, is this, no, we are all stuck, all of us, all of us, the same thing, only we are stuck in a military way, and you are stuck in a in an anti-Semitic way. That's we are all really we don't know how to get out of that. You don't know, they, you don't know how to arrange yourself. You know you can't move. You see, that is the matzav we are in, and we don't have to be afraid to look to, into that matzav straight, because that's what the boy wants. He says, "I have a tie on you, my." It, it, when you don't see that the Boyrolum over here is involved, then you are blind. I don't know what you are. You know, you are, I don't know. It's, it's, makes no sense, you know. You have to be fully blind not to see that the Boyrolum is involved over here. Yeah, I think, uh, even a guy would, would accept, yeah, that there's some, there's some higher force over here. Something happens which this coordination in the same time, you know. And everything falls in place, and then the Jews, they are, they are not second-class citizens. They are not citizens at all. Yeah? So now I want to show you that there is a very deep problem over here going on. It's in the Torah deeper than what we think. 
not the identity too, but the problem. Jews, in a certain way, they do not have a place in the world. They do not. They don't have a place in the world. But they have a place in the world which is not a place in the world. That's what they have. You know? When they have a... When you, I, I, from the beginning, let's go from the beginning. I want to tell you the pshat in the posuk. It says, Hamibli ein kvorim b'mitzrayim ha'itseisonu lomus b'mitbo. That's a posuk, yeah? So it's a very awkward posuk. Whether they made a joke to, to Moshe Rabbeinu, you know, they, 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 they cracked the joke before, before they die, you know. It's a modern maisa. What do they say, you know? Even one, I don't want to mention the name, but, but I don't, I don't, I don't. So he says, he says, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a healthy way of being humorous, you know. It's a little bit, I, I don't say anything about Hirsch against, but it's a little bit awkward to say that, you know. It's a bit awkward. It is, it's like a Yekish sense of humor. Before you die, you make a joke and then you die. But, uh, but, um, it's a, it's a modern sort, uh, it's modern. So I want to tell you what I thought. No. Klalisroel, the Jewish nation was very clear about that, that there are two possibilities for the Jewish nation. In the end, we will be in Olam Abo. That's the end point of the Jewish nation for sure. So it could be that you enter Olam Abo straight. Straight. You go out of Egypt, enter Olam Abo straight. Or you are part of the world and I'm attacking the world. Those are the two possibilities. So when the Klausel saw that Mitzrayim comes from the back and they can't escape, left and right is closed, in the front is closed, back Mitzrayim comes, on the top comes the Sarshal Mitzrayim, you know, you are trapped and you are gone. You are not a part of that world. That's what they say. Hamibli ein kvorim b'mitzrayim lekachtonu lomus v'mitbor. That means we are now dying in the mitbor and we are, we, that's, we are entering Olam Abo straight. And what means hamibli ein kvorim? Because they saw in in order to reach your destination as a Jew, you can't be buried in Egypt. Because Yankov Ovinu, they buried him in the Moros Pelo, and Yosef they had to take out. You know, they had to take out Yosef. And they took out all the Shvotim with them. That's what Chazal say. So, you can't reach your destination being buried in Mitzrayim. So that's what they say. Because you can't bury us in Egypt in order to reach our destination. That's why we went into the Midbar to die there and enter Olam Abor straight. And then Moshe Rabbeinu says, No! You have a place over here. What is the place? That's a place. You were once in Yabosha Betoichayom? I wasn't. Only by the Yetzirah Mitzrayim. So that's a place which is a place which is no place in the world. But that is the place of the Jewish nation from the beginning. You are a part of the world, but not really a part of the world. Yeah? That's what it is. Mitzrayim, you see. You are part of the world, but not really. And when you enter Eretz Yisrael, you think, no, enter Eretz Yisrael, that's good. No, enter Eretz Yisrael is the same thing. 
the entering Eretz Yisrael is that you have now Eretz Yisrael. But it says, when you are known, don't behave the way you behave, Eretz Yisrael will vomit you. I don't know whether you thought once. I can't vomit only because I ate. Nachon? I can't vomit because I ate. When I didn't eat anything, I can't vomit. That's right? So when the post says that when you are behaving wrong, the, the, the you, the Eretz Yisrael will vomit you, that means your being there was a mistake. That's what means vomiting. It's not the Oinish, it's a Hoidoe that you didn't have a space in Eretz Yisrael Lekatchile. I don't know whether you vomited once, when, but when you did that, you say, Halavai, I wouldn't eat the food. Not, that was a very good food, thank you so much, Gishmak and good, and then after, then you say, Halavai, I wouldn't eat, you know, that's what you do. So the Kleisrael has no space. Eretz Yisrael is a place without being a place. Because the moment you are not behave, don't behave right, Eretz Yisrael is vomiting out, you know, it just spits you out. That means the going in was wrong. The going in was wrong. But that, that what means vomiting, you know. They, they came to the place in the wrong way. That's what means they vomit. Eretz Yisrael will vomit them. That's, that's the, that's the possible. So you see, that the space of the Jews in the world is a very, very interesting space. It's a space which is there and not there. And that is what we experience now. That is the deep taina we have on us. That the people say, we have no space to be. It's not only in the, in between the river and the sea, not only there, it's everywhere. Be'etzim, you don't have space to be. <laughs> Yeah, you just go. That what they, that what, that what, that, that is the message we get from that anti-Semitic wave. We have no space over here. That means that is the deepest attack on the Jewish nation. It's not like this, that you come and say, you have a problem with uh, Shemel Shabbos or things like this. Or you have a problem with learning. That is a frontal attack. No, the attack comes from here. You, you are taken out. You, are, you, you don't have a space over here. You, you are wrong. This, you're, you're, you're taking space in the world is a wrong space. That is what happens now. And that is a question of Jewish identity. Yeah? This is the deepest mishkal, the deepest level of proving Jewish identity is where is your space in the world? Because that is the basic problem where it begins. You need a space in the world, but you don't have it. It's not really for you. You have a space in the world only as a... This is not my Torah, you know. The Hamibriya informed that what I thought, but when you want a, a source on the idea, Rabbi Zikhover, which is a good source, Rabbi Zikhover says in a place that Avraham uh, Avinu uh, said, the muzzle doesn't ha- let him have children. So he said, I will change the muzzle from the Mizrach to the Mayrif, or from Mayrif to the Mizrach, the Tzedek. So Rabbi Zikhova says, this is our problem, because you have to keep that muzzle always not in his natural place. 
And the moment they make you make too many Averis or you left your identity, whatever it is, then the muscle goes back to the old place and there is no Klalisroil in existence. The question of Klalisroil is always an existential question. It's not only a question of Scharwe Oynesh. It's an existential question. Are you existent in the world? Are you? That's our question with what we are dealing in these days. Yeah? I know it's harsh. I know it's not com comfortable. But you see, it is harsh now for us over here too. It's not only harsh for the people next to Aza, which that is a terrible situation, or for the soldiers which go in, which is Hashem Yishmor, you know, that is a very terrible situation. The terrible situation is by you too. Because when you go and think a little bit deeper, you see that this is a question for everyone, because it's a question, an existential question. Where is our existence as a Jewish nation? And there we have to make an effort to make ourselves more Jewish. Yeah? So, this is, the pro this is the proposal of the situation. Now, you want now from me that I should offer a clear solution. That's right, that's what you want. So, when you know me, when you, you know me, that it is nothing further for me that I offer a clear solution and the end solution. Now, I have this, this glorious terrace and now it was very uh, uh, intriguing or it was very uncomfortable, but poor Hashem, that was only quarter to ten. But when we will reach ten o'clock, we are all, we, all of us are able to go back to sleep in a very nice and calm way. I will not let you do that. I will not. I will not. No. I will not present an end solution. I will not. Not only because I don't want, because I don't have, you know. <laughs> I want to be honest. I don't have a solution for that. But I see the problem in front of my eyes. But I don't have a solution. Yeah? I only want to propose one thing. The most basic thing the Jewish nation brought into the world was future. Eke asher eke. When the present is devastating, there is a firm belief in the future. That's the way Klaisrol began. Eke asher eke. There is no place for despair. Yush. There is no place for despair. There always is a future. Always. Never ever there is, a, there is a situation you are caught in without the future. That is the most non-Jewish place. Because the Jewish nation began with that, that they said, we believe in the future. That was the dispute between Moshe Rabbeinu and the Boira Oilom, when, they, when Moshe Rabbeinu said, they won't believe, and Hashem said, they believe. What was the belief? That there will be a future. That was the question. Moshe Rabbeinu said, no, they are so deeply caught in Egypt that there will be no future. They can't believe that tomorrow will be better. But there is a future. When you want to see the Ramban, you know, we all speak in, in the Haggadah Shopesa, which is not clear what is there, but we speak about Hamishim Sharetum and all different kind of things. 
So I don't know what Hamishim Shagatuma means, I don't know, but the Ramban says something very interesting. When they say, in, in, Moshe Rabbeinu speaks with the Paroi, and speaks with the Biroilom, and then he speaks with Paroi, and then just before the Makis begin, before Hashem tells him, Boyel Paroi, we begin to bang him. You know, we just we be, now the thing begins. Just the posture beforehand says, Veloishomu el Moshe, Mikoitse Ruachum Yavoide Kosho. So the Raman says on that posuk that Kleisel was in a situation which they didn't believe that tomorrow will be better. That's what he says. That's like when you tell someone tomorrow will be better and you say, nah, mach nicht keine Aufgemeinde. I, I just, that doesn't help me. I don't see the tomorrow. That's the Ramban, the Ramban. So that is the end point. Now you can't go further on. Now you have to take them out forcefully. Now, it doesn't go further. Yeah, Hashem wanted that when Moshe Rabbeinu first spoke with Paroi, that things should get worse. That's what he wanted. He wanted that Hashem wanted that. And it got worse, got worse. But the moment he hit that end point, where the future disappeared, then he said, now we finish, that's the end. We can't go a minute further. Now we have to begin and fight Paroi Befoyal. And then he came to him with a, with a, with a, with a, with a mate, and then with a, with a dam, and then with what, whatever, with a, whatever you want, he came to Paroi, and, uh, he, till the, till Makas Pechoyres, that they went out. But that began just after that despair. So according to, to my opinion, I have no opinion in these things, according to my understanding perhaps, this, this is a dis- description of Shar Hamishi. You enter the Shal Hamishim when you lose the future. When there's no future, that's it. When there's no, there's no Jewishness left, you know, because you lost the future. Don't think that everyone has a future. Everyone thinks about the future. The, the, those religions which think about future, they all took that from the Jewish religion. That means that we have an imitation, a very nice imitation, worldwide imitation, you know. The one is, uh, I don't have to say these names, but... Uh, all of those big religions, which are Western civilization religions, they are taken from the from the Torah. But when you go to the Far East, where there is no influence of Torah, so when you go to the Far East, there is no future there. There is only harmony with the world. The Chinese have no future. That's not their religion. The whole thing of this thinking process: how can I be in harmony with those different forces, Yin and Yang? You know this. Things like this. I will be in harmony with the, but no future. That is our big objection to what you call meditation. Meditation is a very non-Jewish thing. Yeah, even it helps you. But it's non-Jewish. Because meditation tells you there is no future. Only focus on the present. The way you breathe. And you take out. And think about, be accepting your koiches. The way you are now in the present, that's the place. And then you make like this, I think, and you sit down. And when I sit down, you will not see me anymore. And then you are closing your eyes and you feel so great about the present. No. For sure you have to live the present. But you live the present in order to make avoid, to develop. You don't live the present to stay there, no. You live the present in order to develop. The Jewish nation has a future. So when I want to be more Jewish, I have to work on that. I have to work on that, that I have a strong emuna. 
that every single situation I am in, there is something to work with. There is something to develop. There is a future. That is what the Jews are about. Between me and you, that's why all these non-religious uh, organizations, which they want to make the world better, there are always Jews on the board, you know, always, you know, wherever you want. Because that's a very Jewish thing. You want to make the world a better place. Only by them that fell into secular vessels. But we know that this is the most Jewish thing which is there. Something has to happen. There will be a development. So, my own response to that, and I know that it sounds like it's modern, but that I want to be more Jewish. I understand that there's a problem being Jewish. So I only give you one little piece. Perhaps there are other pieces, most probably there are other pieces there. You have to think yourself. But my, my little piece about being Jewish and working on that is that I work on that, that I definitely can say, yes, Veheim Yaminubi. I have a mune that there is a future. Yeah? Which this, in, the, in today's situation, that's not so simple. Because again, we do not have any solution. Yeah? It's, it's very similar to the Kriyas Yamsuf, you know. There's no solution. You know, when you, I live in Erzizor. When you live in Erzizor, there are about 6 million uh, Arab people which officially have a legal right to come into the Medina. Yeah, when, but when they will come, the international right, that it's the only, the only refugees, which the status of refugees is going over by Yerusha. You don't have in any, any other place, you know, when a Ukrainian comes into England, so he has a refugee, but his child is, or Staatalos, you call that, but he's not a refugee. He has to try to be English or whatever he wants. Scottish, you can't be. And Scotland, perhaps it goes, or Ireland. So, so whenever you want, you can be, and you can be, you can, you can, but you are not a refugee. The only, the only ones which are Yarshan, the, the refugee status, are the Palestinians. Now there were 700,000 in 67, and now there are 6 million. Now just imagine, 6 million come back. You can close the Knesset, you know. It's only a question of who closes the light in the end, you know. It's gone. The whole thing is gone. Finita la comedia, you know. It's gone, the thing. It, it is, will there be a future? How can you have a future with such a thing, you know? How do you can you have? I don't know. Okay, I don't, I don't know. No! I am positive that there is a future. Positive. What? I believe Hashem will show, show us the way. But there will be a future even though it doesn't look like, you know. That is being Jewish. That's not only being a believer. It's being Jewish. Because that was the ingredient of the Jewish nation where there was no ob obvious possibility for a future. That's what, that what Moshe Rabbeinu said. Heim loya midubi. Moshe Rabbeinu was an intelligent man and he loved the Klali soil. But he said, they will not believe because there is no reason to believe. And Hashem told him, no, they will, because they are Jewish. They will believe, even though on the surface there is no way of believing anything. That's a Jew. So this is a part which I would propose to contemplate how we can do that. But I'm sure that our response 
to this worldwide problem with the Jewish nation is not a political one. And it's not a question only of schuyot. Yeah? Schuyot are not going that deep. You are doing actions which have a reaction. Over here, it's not a question of a reaction. It's a question of identity. It's not a reaction. And we have to make that identity clearer in ourselves. Over here in America, the same thing as in Eretz Yisrael. And I think that is a, a step towards answering what Hashem tells us. He tells us something with that, that the whole world is under attack for the Jews. That's something He speaks to you or screams to us. That could be. But we have to respond. Respond. So I think that's one of the response. You can f- find something else. You have to find something else. Again, I don't give you an end uh, solution to the problem. But I think the problem is pretty clear. Yeah? That's what I wanted to tell you. I think that what means mature approach. Mature means not being afraid to ask a question where you don't have an answer and not being happy with an answer which will let you make something and then you can go to sleep uh, calmly. You know, ah, I did my duties. I really, I, I, I made my, I have to learn. It's important to learn, but that's not the answer, yeah? But I, I learned now and half an hour, Gemore, Boch Hashem, now, Kwa. I am fine, you know? It's an existential problem. You can't be fine with that. It's not Shaliach. When your existence is under question, you can't be fine with such a thing. It's a constant question on yourself, what is that that you are Jewish? Okay? That's what I thought. I wanted to present that. I want to leave that open. But I think we are mature enough and we are sincere enough that we can leave such a big question open for us. But I think that's the question Hashem asks from us. Hopefully that was good for you. That's what I had to say. Uh, we hope that things should be better, for sure. And we believe there will be a future. Just another, another minute, you know. The future is just next step, next door. That's the future. We believe in that. But, that, that, but uh, the situation we are in, I think that is the situation we are. Atkan, a good woch, a good chodesh. Thank you for listening.